Albuquerque's macro aggression, Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. All right, 405 here on a Monday afternoon. I'm Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. Glad to be back with you uh, here. Suffering uh, and suffered through COVID, some moves, and a lot of other things uh, kicking off the political season. And uh, glad to be here with you here as we will touch upon uh, Trump and Super Tuesday next year, the Republican debates. We'll get into Hawaii Fire O. In the second hour, uh, country music is politics, the uh, Dollar General uh, hate crime uh, scene. But we'll talk uh, more into that in the the media's fascination with white-on-black crime. Covidiacy and uh, no kissing, uh, especially if you're Spanish, as uh, I am. But first, I want to kind of kick things off with uh, independent journalists, uh, which, you know, I am, many other people are, and uh, other many people who work for corporate media pretend uh, to be. And, you know, I have a a public platform that I've been using for quite a while, though I've been off for the, you know, most of the last 10 months that I've uh, been here, there's so much bad information that's out there. And, you know, the newspapers, the local media, all that stuff is just doing whatever it possibly can to, to feed a negative narrative on you people. That would be uh, common people, normal people uh, who are out there. And uh, the hate that is coming your way is absolutely incredible uh, to me. Uh, and it's hateful in the way that it, it hates the way that you think about things. And the original thinkers, that's it. Uh, for those people who uh, believe in comfort the afflicted, afflict the comfortable, that's what I believe in. I have always uh, believed in that. And, you know, I think I have suffered uh, quite a bit as a result of that, although I uh, wear my suffering as a uh, badge of honor. Now, we aren't supposed to be the types of people who distort the truth. We're supposed to give you the facts. We're supposed to give you all of these types of things. Local media, national media have become, in my opinion, more propagandist than anything. Uh, they tow the corporate line. They don't write their own checks. They don't own their own companies. They don't do any of those things. They uh, simply just go out there and do what they're told. And if they don't do what they're told, then they aren't uh, being good little journalists uh, for their corporate uh, organizations. Now, uh, many of you have been getting social media stuff. Uh, social media will not Playing into the 2024, uh, Twitter has become X, Facebook has become null and void, uh, Instagram nobody pays attention to, and uh, people who are TikToking are, uh, like me, by and large, uh, mostly hated. Now, uh, people are looking for loyalty, brand loyalty all the time. ABC, NBC, CBS, they do whatever they possibly can to sort of keep your attention, but I think they're having a more difficult time doing so. Conservative media is fragmented. Uh, there's so many different outlets that are out there. They all seemingly are uh, competing with one another, and uh, they're all saying, well, I'm doing my best imitation of conservatism. Uh, The guy that immediately comes to mind uh, the most is the uneducated Charlie Kirk, uh, who does what he can to go ahead and push the conservative Trump line uh, that's out there. And uh, I don't know. There's so many people who are out there, I think, that are not doing a good job, and I would also include Charlie Kirk in uh, such a thing. Now, most of you guys get your news media from digital devices, you know, your handheld stuff is coming in, many of you don't read your emails, the blasts that come out uh, from various mainstream news organizations, it's sort of hard to keep up with what really is the news, and there isn't valuable and honest news that is out there. There's so many uh, biases that seem to be in play, there's irrational beliefs, people are looking for confirmation bias all the time, 
They're looking for things that reaffirm their view of the world. And that is not news media, folks. You're looking for people to give you honest assessments of what is truly going on. But when you can't even discern what is truly going on because uh, there's a myriad of media reporting various things, conflicting things on the very same report, it's hard to make heads or tails of anything. According to Pew Research, the questions that are out there have to do with what your news sources are. And most of you are looking for news sources to confirm what you already believe. If you're getting news from a source you understand to be from your viewpoint, you're consuming the bias, folks, that you're seeking. That is confirmation bias. And that, my friends, is not news. And the reporters out there know this, and they feed you what you want to hear. Okay? Cable news journalists, uh, all these people express various opinions that are out there. They use emotions. They try to sort of, you know, hook you into what it is that they believe. And, oh, I follow that person. I follow this guy. I follow that guy. Okay? Independent journalists are where it needs to be. So truth tellers have been faulted, and they have been criminalized. Okay? You need to understand that news should not be some sort of partisan endeavor. It should be something that people participate in so that they become a little bit more aware of what is truly out there. Now, there's so many conservatives news websites that are out there. And uh, I recently looked them up, uh, 60 or 70 of them. I would say that right now I've whittled those down to maybe a scant 8 or 10 at this point. One of which I would say is the Daily Caller. I would definitely say the New York Post. I got rid of Fox News. Uh, you know, from time to time, I'll sort of dip in with the Gateway Pundit just because it's fun, and I do uh, enjoy that uh, uh, quite a bit. But there's other good news sources that are out there. The Washington Examiner uh, can be fun. The Free Beacon can be fun, um, although it is a little bit uh, for sale to my taste. And then you just got some other things uh, that are out there. I've told everybody about Ground.News. Um, and then I would, of course, you know, try to entertain you with the information that comes from this news station. I think the personalities are finding their way out. Recently, I just looked at the talkers, the rankings. Uh, folks, I have never seen such a more disseminated and fragmented media than I have seen in the conservative media. And they're all trying to do their best imitation of, oh, hey, I'm with this guy. I've always been there. And most of these guys are Johnny come Lately's. I've been at this now for 12 years. Now, locally... I know, I know there's a local news station, quote-unquote local, owned by an Atlanta, Georgia corporation that claims to be number one all the time. And I sit there and I listen to it, and it's the name banter. And, folks, just like we'll get into in the second hour, the beginning of, of, of the second hour, country music is sort of what? Leading the way, telling you what to think or reaffirming what you already believe, right? And we'll, we'll get into some of the hits that are topping the Apple charts and why I think you should not join, be joining in that. I don't think that the, the, the news media should, I, I don't think the conservatives, I don't think the politicians should be out there saying, oh, I'm with this guy and I'm with Jason Aldean and we'll, we'll get into all of that. But there's local news media that claims to have been representing you for over 100 years. If this is what they have led you to, a state that looks like this, here in the state of New Mexico, then what service is it to you in the community? What are these other myriad of radio stations that are out there who all hate on me and hate on this radio station all the time? The radio station that I was leasing for $3,000 a month was recently sold to a guy who just doesn't care 
whatsoever about the future of Albuquerque. Why? Well, he got it for $20,000. And in so doing, well, what do we all get out of that? Well, we get less coverage of Kiva and the information that comes here out of this radio station. We have the, the tower taken out, all these various things that have happened. Okay? Because we are truth tellers, because we are independent journalists, because the people who have done so, and some of these people who have outlived their welcome here on this radio station, and for good reason, because they didn't want to do that. They were driven by a political agenda. One of the reasons you have continued to listen to me is because we didn't care about the political agenda. We were just trying to make Albuquerque and New Mexico a better place. And this so-called news media that's been out there for 100 years and claims to care about you is now suddenly 6th and 8th in the ratings. That's right, folks. Claiming to be number one, but sixth or eighth in the ratings? Doesn't that belie everything you know about news media in general? Isn't that just out and out lying to you? Oh, we're number one, we're number one, we're number one. We're anything but number one. They haven't been number one. And guess who gets all my ratings? Yeah, the station that has rock in it because it gets all of my ratings. That would be KZRRFM 94 Rock. Understand that, folks. Understand how the game Works. You need to understand. Now, we are climbing towards uh, 2024, quote-unquote, election. Will it happen? How does it happen? What will happen? I'll be uh, holding your hands uh, every step of the way that I possibly can. Then you got your podcasters out there trying to sort of make their foray in anything. Ultimately, folks, trust your gut, right? But if you don't have your heart in it, which reunites your gut and your brain, then you don't got anything. And I've been doing that here from the very beginning. Back after a quick break, uh, uh, when we return, we're going to talk about Super Tuesday. Trump getting the uh, band into the deal. Hello. Like a box of chocolate. You want a chocolate? You never know what you're going to get. And you're a god in the Kiva on 1600 AM. The Rock of Talk. Unscripted, unfiltered. The big man is in the chair. Eddie Aragon now in the Kiva on sixteen hundred AM. The Rock of Talk. Four eighteen here in the Kiva here on this uh, Monday afternoon. Glad to be with you, Donald Trump. Surrendered last Thursday at the Fulton County Jail. And uh, we're all watching, waiting, right? The, the whole thing was just a scene. And there it was. It included racketeering, which uh, admittedly, if you don't know anything about racketeering, that's exactly what he did. He was like, oh, find me 12,000 votes or 11,000, whatever it was, right? Uh, challenged the 2020 election results. And, he, of course, you have the federal stuff with the, you know, January 6th stuff. And it's all out there. It's a giant mess. You know, I have to ask myself, well, you know, if I was in that position, I'm getting sued all over the place, would I be running for office? Well, of course not. But Donald Trump's of a different ilk. And the excuses that are laid down by quote-unquote conservatives, all of a sudden they've never been prouder to be alongside Donald Trump. And, oh, let me give you that mugshot. No. It's just nonstop. My, my guy is Ron DeSanchez. I'm all about Ron DeSanchez. I'm not going to stop on Ron DeSanchez. DeSanchez. That's, that's my guy. He'll make it out of Iowa. He will come in first and foremost. And, and for all you Trumpistas, you guys can go shut off the radio now. You can't bear to hear it because it's only going to get worse. I mean, you have the district attorney, Fannie Willis. She went after the Chargers. It got a grand jury. She'd been working on it for two and a half years. I mean, laser guided with all support in the world. What were you at uh, two and a half years ago? Okay. You had the uh, mug shots from just about everybody who was out there. I mean, these are indictment proceedings. Two federal, one in New York, and then one in Georgia. Okay. 
and Donald Trump claiming that it's election interference. Now, he's right. It is. But this is the game, folks. This is the way that they are going to play. They have never sort of, you know, left this path. This is what they do. This is what they're going to do. They will not stop. This is what they do. Understand that. It's the game. So if you knew that this is what, what it was and who they are and how they play, wouldn't you have tried to stop this way ahead of time? Wouldn't you have tried to prevent this from happening way ahead of time? Wouldn't you try to do something about the voting machines way ahead of time? It, it certainly seems like you would have. Because, hey, if you're on the opposing side, wouldn't you try to jam them up in the middle of their election? Wouldn't you try to uh, raise the roof, so to speak, since the conservatives are now trying to act, do their best dog, and I'm black, and mugshots, and all the, apparently the blacks are for Donald Trump because he, went to, he, he, he got indicted. He's one of us. He's now a black president. I mean, it, you don't find that insulting? But we'll get to that a little bit more later in the uh, Dollar General stuff. All right. So the federal judge that uh, oversaw the case on Donald Trump in the uh, 2020 election literally scheduled his trial for March 4th today. Next year, the day before Super Tuesday, over a dozen states holding their primaries on that day. <laughs> what you do? Now, Donald Trump, of course, pleaded not guilty. Not guilty, but loves the mugshot. Okay, wait, do I love the mugshot or am I not guilty? Huh? Wait, wait, which is it? Yeah, I don't wonder I don't run around with my mugshot. Oh, look what I got. Look what these guys did to me. Look, I wasn't I wasn't even in a moving vehicle. Right? You don't do it. The party of law and order. Can't be the party of law and order with Donald Trump at the head. Sorry. It's a fact. It is a fact. His trial in Florida for the uh, mishandling of the uh, classified documents, remember that, August 8th last year? What a, a disaster, right? I mean, the CIA, the FBI all coming down on Mar-a-Lago. I mean, it's horrible. Where were you at defending that? No, we're going to defend him now because we're running for something. So the date and its efforts to overturn the 2020 election, March 4th next year. Georgia State uh, judge approved on October 23rd start date for Ken Cheeseboro who filed demand for a speedy trial. Also, it was uh, Mark Meadows' request to move his case from federal court, or to federal court, I should say, from Georgia Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger. <laughs> One of my favorite things to say. So this Cha- Tanya, Chanya Tutkan, it's actually Tanya Tutkan. I just want to reverse the words and have some fun with her name. Her decision this morning denied Donald Trump's legal team a spring 2026 date. Okay. Donald Trump knew he wasn't going to get it. Why even ask? Setting a trial date does not depend and should not depend on the defendant's personal and professional obligations. That's what I would do if I were a judge, especially one that doesn't like him in Fulton County. Mr. Trump, like any defendant, will have to make the trial date work regardless of his schedule. <laughs> Nobody cares about him running. Okay? Nobody cares about him running. And you, my friends, will care less and less day by day. You didn't stand up for him back in 2020. No reason to stand up for him right now in 2023. The only thing he can stand up right now at 77 years of age, 215 apparently, or we have to focus on the physicality, is, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump. The fight of his life. He's facing 717 years and the death penalty. Yes. Four counts in the case for the conspiracy to defraud the United States, conspiracy to disrupt. Uh, official proceedings, obstruction and end to attempt to obstruct official proceedings, conspiracy against... Like, he's got all this stuff. 
Then you got Manhattan, Alvin Bragg, 34 counts of falsifying business records. You got you to deal with that. Like, where do you have time to run for president of the United States? You don't. You don't. And somehow, some way, we're supposed to believe the polls that have Donald Trump up nearly two to one over everybody else. He won't even win Iowa, folks. Want to bet me money? You want to bet me money? Lay it on me. This Fannie Willis was literally set up to take out Donald Trump. She fundraised off of him. She, 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 she's like, friend, we want to let you know that our new website is up and ready for you to share with friends and family so we can take down President Donald Trump. Like, these black people just hate Donald Trump. They just absolutely, but no, we, I don't know, we're not running on any agenda. We don't have anything. And then where everything's racist, like, they can't, and it works. Why does it work? Why does it work? Ask yourself. Well, look at the popular narratives on ABC, NBC, CBS. Look at what we came out of COVID, right? Ferguson, you know, Black Lives Matter. Like, they have not stopped it, despite the fact that it's all fraudulent, all a, a, a giant scheme. That narrative has stuck because you have stupid people who vote for these people. Literally stupid people. You have Republican presidential candidate Vivak Ramaswamy, now in second place, by the way, according to Kaplan's strategies, contended that Trump should file a motion to dismiss for constitutional due process violations. Oh, like, like, he, like he's going to get that. See, Vivak is actually kind of smart in all of this, right? He things on behalf of Donald Trump. He don't care about Donald Trump. He's kind of woke himself, despite publishing a, a, a book on wokeism, right? They're going to take Donald Trump down, and there's little to nothing that you can do. And as long as you stay in the way, as long as you run to his side, Donald Trump isn't running to his 19 friends and running to their side. He didn't run to the January 6th people who were like, oh, let me save you. He didn't even pay his attorneys at this point. So why are you all of a sudden running to Donald Trump? Oh, this is an injustice. But, what the injustice was you locking down this country, listening to two idiot doctors and telling us we all had to stay home and shutting us. Oh, I didn't mean to do that. And then coming up with a, uh, uh, what are we going to do? We're going to do COVID in the, third, in the second hour as well. We're going to do the COVID thing all over again with the fear. I got to get the vax. And hey, well, I'll tell you why you want to get the vax. Okay? I'll do that in the second hour. I mean, Donald Trump is facing 717.5 years on all criminal cases, in prison and possibly the death penalty for treason. What on God's green earth do you think you are going to do to save that man so that you can go ahead and get him elected in 2024? He's going to come and prosecute all these people. Like, it's a pipe dream. It is a wet dream, pipe dream at this point. Please stop with this insanity that is going on throughout conservative talk media and people saying, oh, I got Donald Trump's back. Just stop it, okay? Rudy Giuliani, and I, and I watched Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon is not singing Donald Trump's places. He, he's basically on Ron DeSantis' team at this point because he knows how this is going to play out. Steve Bannon had more to do with the win for Donald Trump than Donald Trump did. Period. The end. End of story. Okay? Rudy Giuliani. Well, never forget. Well, we're all going to forget because poor Rudy Giuliani. 
the man who stuck his neck out. What is he, 80, 81 years of age? Poor guy, I feel bad for him. America's mayor. I mean, he brought down the five crime families. He, 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 the, the Rico style, like all this stuff. And where's he at? He, he, he can't even stay out of harm's way because of his friends. And his friend isn't exactly looking for, out for him in Donald Trump. All these booking photos got released, and suddenly the Republicans are like, oh, we're excited about getting our mug shots out there. You're an idiot. This is what they want. They want you to have mug shots. You idiot. They're all negotiating whatever they can for their bond agreements. Like, this is not any place where anybody wants to be for any reason at any time. And Donald Trump, in his ultimate abandonment, abandons his own truth social to go out on X on Twitter and legitimizes it that way. Like, every misstep that could possibly have been taken, oh, Donald Trump's playing chess while everybody else is playing checker. You're an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. The man's washed up done. Dunsky. Period. Stop it. Stop running to his rescue. Okay? He wasn't running to your rescue, and he wasn't running to this country's rescue. We have to move beyond, unlike the Democrats who want to run the Clintons for 25 years or can't get past the Obamas or can't get past all that stuff, let's be different as the different party or the independents or the conservatives or the Republicans. Let's all come together and move this country forward, seriously. Because staying in courts, litigating stuff that happened four years ago is not going to help a single person, least of all me. Okay, It is not. doesn't help conservative talk radio. doesn't help ideas that are going out. And all you guys who are fundraising off this or buying the Don t-shirts, you're an idiot. If I see you one of those, I'll just call you an idiot. It's as simple as that. We return. We're going to talk a little bit about the uh, Republican debates, the Iowa poll coming out, and who's running for president in 2024. We'll get a complete list when we return. Live, local, liberty. You're in the Kiva with the Rock of Tom. Kenny Oregon. The Big Talker with the Big Show. Kenny Oregon Unscripted. Now in the Kiva on 1600 AM. The Rock of Tom. All right, 433 here in the Kiva on this uh, Monday afternoon. Donald Trump, 20-point lead over Ron DeSanchez uh, amongst the Iowa Republican caucus goers. Now, there's a lot going there. I love the way the Iowans think. You know, they're, they're really, you know, trying to pull the emotion out. They feel the injustice of what's happening to Donald Trump. You know, I certainly I do. Many other people do as well. It's not going to be enough to overcome it. Uh, again, there's so many reasons why we won't be able to come together as uh, conservatives, and most of it has to do with, the conservative media that is uh, out there. I, I can tell you that right from the very start. Okay? Trump is, of course, uh, fueled you know, by these people who just can't let go. Evangelical Christians, self-identified Republicans who are out there, you know, who, who didn't run to his rescue before. And then you know, the caucus goers themselves who believe that he didn't commit any serious crimes. And, and he didn't. Okay? But, you know, we've prosecuted lots of people in this country unjustly. Donald Trump's just going to be another one okay, in a court of public opinion as well. Right. Fulton County, Georgia, I got into New York, the two federal indictments, okay. But the survey that is coming out right now actually so shows that DeSanchez 
can probably close this gap in the next five months. They're also there for Tim Scott. Uh, not very many people are very happy with the way that Vivak Ramaswamy has conducted himself, and I probably would probably agree he's, he's the placeholder for uh, Donald Trump. But Donald Trump made a mistake in not showing up for the debate. If he would have showed up for the debate and then got indicted the next day and showed that he was willing to do all these things, rather than, you know, complain and say, well, this is an injustice and just sit out there and fight against everybody out there and fight it, I think he would have probably gained after the Republican debate. He didn't. He lost six points. The most recent poll coming out prior to the debate had 42% of caucus goers said Trump is their first choice. 19% picked the Sanchez, right? The governor, governor of Florida, right? A guy by the name of Dennis McLaughlin, who's 54 years, says, I'm looking for somebody who's reliably conservative as a track record for it, isn't certifiably insane. That's the rub here for Donald Trump. It's sort of insane to be taking on all this water, not paying the people who helped you, not bailing out the other people who helped you, saying that you're going to save the world, but you can't even save yourself, and then turning around and saying, well, I'm going to still run for president. Okay? That's kind of insane. Insanity is the definition. Well, what's the definition again? Doing the same thing and expecting different results. Yeah, that's insanity. That's what we're going to be doing in 2020. That's sort of like the Republican Party. I, we ran the same guys in 2020 as we did in 2022. Probably going to run the same in 2024, right? We had uh, Ron Ketty running for governor and then Denver Senate. Then we had uh, the same uh, congressional candidates in one, two, and three. Probably going to run all the same people again. That, that, that's insanity, right? Are we going to do the same thing with Donald Trump 2020 and 2024? Oh, we get to go vote for the same people three, three, three cycles in a row. That, that's insanity. It doesn't help. Spread the what? Let's be different than the Democrats. Why do we decide to stick with the same old people over and over with the same results. That's what you're going to get with Donald Trump. 65% of uh, Republican caucus goers don't think Trump has committed any serious crimes. I'd say it's 100%. Nobody really thinks that. Right? Nobody thinks that. Nobody believes that Donald Trump. So, so here we are. We're looking at these quote-unquote polls. I always believe the only thing to go off of right now. Trump's favorability, and this is what you have to look at, 65%, 33% unfavorable, okay? Same as DeSantis. He's 66%, 29% unfavorable. And then, you know, uh, by contrast, you have to look at a, a, you know, a horrible human being like Mike Pence. I hate Mike Pence. I hate Chris Christie. I hate Nikki Haley. I, I know some people, oh, she won the whole... I don't care, okay? I don't care. I don't like her. I just don't like her. Haley has a, a 53% favorable, 26% unfavorable. Vivek did not help his favorability ratings. Oh, he's very likable. He's exciting from the standpoint that he, we like the things that he says because it says a lot like what Donald Trump was saying. Okay. Right. We've got to do better. So who, who's all running? Let's, let's, let's try and pay attention since we're going to whittle it down to, what, four? Yeah, that seems fair. Nice job, Republican Party. Trump, 77 years of age. Okay, you got him. DeSantis, 44. Hey, who doesn't want to go for a, a nice young man who's in shape, who has a beautiful wife, who's running the, 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 the strongest economy, who's taken on all of woke culture, who has a track. Well, there's not much to really like here. He's not a very likable guy. He's a hell of a lot more likable than anybody else there as far as, oh, he waited to ra wave his hand to say that he'd bail out Donald Trump. Well, Donald Trump, all he does is attack him. I think it's pretty logical. You have Larry Elder. 
Larry Elder is exactly the reflection as to why the Republican Party continues to be a racist party. Larry Elder ran a hell of a campaign for governor in the state of California. And if you, as Republicans, can't say, well, well, you know what, we want to go ahead and get, I don't know, 40% of California and help some down ticket stuff, and he could probably win the rest of the country. Larry Elder's the guy. He's an intelligent man, well-spoken. I think he's got a, a, a jurist doctor. You know, he's a, a very educated man. Long-time talk show host. Doesn't even make it on, on stage. That's who I wanted to see. I, that, that was my guy. Then I'm just going to go with Ron DeSantis. You know. uh, how about uh, Vivac? He's there. 37 years of age. You got uh, the, 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 the Democrats have Bobby Kennedy Jr. I think a lot of people are, are sort of pulling for him to run as an independent. And, and, and he might. 69 years of age. You have uh, that, that, that crazy woman, Williamson. You got Nikki Haley. She's 51. Chris Christie. Why is he there? Why? Mike Pence. These people should be thrown out altogether. Then you got uh, a couple of also Rams and Doug Bergen, the North Dakota governor who got hurt. And then, then you got this. Here's the guy that I think should get a lot more attention. But for some reason, the news media doesn't want to pay attention to the mayor of Miami. What is Okay. He's running on his record in Miami as a candidate who can woo young people, urban residents, and Hispanic voters. First Hispanic candidate to enter the race. I would be all over that. And if you want to go ahead and straddle the middle, that might be the one place to go. And then you got a couple of other guys who are jumping in. So, so, so this is what we have. And right now, uh, Donald Trump is not our strongest suit in all of this. Okay? And you know, a lot of people came out of this Republican debate looking at the VBAC. Okay? He's got some problems. So there's this whole truth over myth thing that you can find on the, the page on his campaign website. And there's a lot of charges that are coming against him, right? He made money on uh, Alzheimer's drugs. He didn't vote very much in his 20s. He was a libertarian. He's a 9-11 conspiracy theorist. I actually happen to like that you know, because you have to look at the architects and the engineers uh, for 9-11 truth. That is something. There's over 1,500 of them. They know something. Supporting a death tax, math, mask mandates, Trojan horse for Soros. Uh, legalizing hard drugs, I'd be actually okay with that. Uh, World Economic Forum connections, apparently there's a picture out with uh, him and uh, the head of the World Economic Forum. All right, But you like him. You, you like the fact that he's, will, he, he's got twice as much money as Donald Trump. And he's an Indian American. I, I liked that. I like the minority play right here because it negates a lot of things. And ultimately, what are we trying to do? We're trying to win an election. Okay. He was actually a libertarian. I, I like that. Okay, hard to get a libertarian elected, but I, I like the you know do no harm uh, sort of anti-state, small state, small business you know that, uh, type of event that I like. That he wasn't inspired by George Bush. Love that. Wasn't inspired by John Kerry. Love that. Of course, McCain, Obama didn't like Romney. Didn't like Obama. So. He sat it out his entire time, like many other people possibly did, all right? But a lot of people want a story. The conservatives want a story. Hey, let me give you the story from Vivek. Vivek is more of a Republican than Donald Trump was during 20, 2001 through 2009 because Donald Trump was a Democrat. Let's look at what is. Let's look at the fact that Donald Trump was actually a registered Democrat. 
From 2001 through 2009, he was anti-Bush, but it didn't mean he needed to just shack up with the Democrats. You remember him, of course, taking uh, famously those pictures with the, uh, I'm not going to do it, you know, Bill Clinton and uh, Hillary Clinton. So here we are, and we're going to go ahead and do a litmus test on a 37-year-old who would have been, mm, let's figure out the number, 24, 23, 22 years of age. Come on, people. We can do better. 2008, when Barack Obama was elected, he was 22, just graduating college, actually went to Harvard, actually went to these big places. So as far as I'm concerned, Vivek, he doesn't need to be tested as far as that. Will he make it out? Not very likely. Not very likely. Why? You know, by and large, the Republicans are still sort of, there's this sort of implicit racism that's involved in the Republican Party. It's why Elder is out. It's why Vivek's not going to get a fair play. It's why I'm going to continue to call DeSantis DeSanchez. Okay? And the Democrats continue to exploit. Like, I can't figure out for the life of me how Republicans are like, oh, you know, Donald Trump should just go to Vivek right now and make him his VP. Why? Why would he do, why would Vivek... Uh, agree to that. More importantly, I think when you look at this whole thing, why why does he have to work for Donald Trump? He's running for president of the United States, not running for VP. Oh, he's running for VP. Why do you make the assumption that all these people calling the conservative talk radio like they like saying these things? I'm like, it makes no sense whatsoever. This man is looking to become the president of the United States, not a VP, not a handyman, not one one of the guys who might be held out, hung out to dry. One of the 17, 18, 19 people who have all turned their back on Donald Trump. Vivek does not want to put himself in that position. Okay? DeSantis doesn't either. I love the fact that I keep saying DeSantis. When we return, we'll talk about what's happening in Hawaii and the Hawaii fires that are out there and the uh, abysmal response from the Biden administration. We'll do that when we return. Winner of the Albuquerque Journal Reader's Choice Award for Radio Personality of the Year. Four years running. Amy Aragon takes your calls next in the Kiva. 1600 AM, The Rock of Dog. He's making his mama proud. And shining like a star. Superstar. Eddie Aragon, now in the Kiva on 1600 AM, The Rock of Talk. All right, uh, 448 here in the Kiva. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in here on this Monday. Yes, uh, I'm here. I'm back. Um, got through COVID. Got through a bunch of... I got through a move. I, I've been been busy. And the kids started up school again. That's exciting. Matt, checking in. How are you, Matt? I have Trump fatigue. I loved what he did until COVID hit. My vote is for DeSanchez if I get the chance to do it. Yeah, I think you will. Uh, there's no doubt about it, in my opinion. Uh, just looking at some of the uh, releases here. Trump vows to appeal March 4th trial date for federal elections case. Like, I don't need to read the article. I have no interest. I don't care about him appealing or, you know, fighting on behalf of Donald Trump. I did it for years, man. I did it for years. I'm with you, Trump fatigue. You know, we got uh, Trump lash. It's uh, a bit too much at this point. We've got to fight for this country, not for a person. Let's not be the Democrats. That's what we have to uh, absolutely avoid. By the way, on this date in 1996, Charles and Diana divorced. She were to die uh, three years later, I believe, in, uh, was it 1999? August of 1999. I think August 31st. Uh, whew, I just remember that day. Uh, it's uh, brutal. 
No doubt she was murdered by the royal family. But, hey, that's that, that's that's a topic for a, uh, another day. Let's get into Hawaii Fire O. Maui resident uh, who actually spent three hours treading water in the ocean to escape the deadliest worst wildfire in more than a century. Slam the Biden administration's response to the disaster saying we're not being treated as uh, U.S. citizens. None of us are in the Biden administration. We know that. And, 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 and a territory and a state that is eight hours away, you think they're going to get treated any better? I mean, this man, oh, we, we didn't even answer the question. Uh, no comment. Yeah, you did. You answered it. And if you can't hear, oh, I didn't know they were answering. 115 people dead. Hundreds, I guess, still missing. Apparently, supposed to receive 700 bucks a household. They have yet to receive any of that money. Okay. In fact, he said it. We haven't received it. We're not getting any help from anybody but private organizations and nonprofits. Well, you know what? Why are we always expecting the government to bail us out? Okay. Likely, something was involved in a very nefarious way. There seemed to be some, I don't know, land rights. People were interested in what these people have. Et cetera, et cetera. Oh, how do we make you give it up? We'll make you not want it anymore. These people are going through the most terrifying experience of their life. Thousands of structures decimated, okay? Decimated. Like, this is the place that voted, I believe, 75-25 for Biden. Like, they hate Joe Biden. This should be a litmus test for the, the Democrats, but they don't. They'll fall on deaf ears, right? They'll probably bring in Michelle Obama. I still believe in that. They'll believe that that's going to happen. The guy waited two weeks to even get to the island, right? And they're saying, oh, we gave them $8.5 million. They literally hand out billions of dollars to the Ukrainians, but that's a topic for another day, only because the Ukrainians got all the goods on Joe Biden, so Joe Biden will keep giving them as much money as they possibly can. 400 people are unaccounted for in these Maui wildfires. I'll be headed to Hawaii, going to Kauai in November, looking forward to uh, doing that. Not going to be on the big island there. 1,100 people were supposedly missing. Three days later, they revised it to about 400 people. An additional 1,732 people who were previously unaccounted for have all been found safe. Folks, they're recovering ashes of human beings there, and it's not getting reported on. People are missing entire families, right? So... What do the Democrats do? They take, a, uh, you know, some level of accountability for this. No, no, no. This is a chance to go ahead and talk about climate change, global temperatures. Look at the disastrous effects. that is. Look, there's hurricanes off the, the coast of California. We've never seen a hotter summer in the southwest. People, people's trash cans are melting in Phoenix, Arizona. It's all made up. Listen to the geoengineering report. That comes out Saturday night before John B. Wells. Listen to that. This stuff is also manufactured, right? Fiercer heat waves, intense wildfires, heavier rain. Like all this stuff is being geoengineered, but why would you say such a thing, Eddie? They're blaming Saharan dust. Saharan, Saharan dust? Blowing over the Atlantic Ocean, okay? They're talking about all the different extreme temperatures, record temperatures around the world. June was the hottest on record. This is a time to go ahead and, you know, charge more for gas and make sure that more people are buying these, these electric vehicles. 
We're seeing these hot record-breaking events occur more frequently, which research has shown that we should expect to happen in response to the anthropogenic climate change in certain regions, says University of Chicago climate scientist Tiffany Shaw, paid for by the USGOV. Geoengineered, folks. This stuff is literally happening. You know, like, there hasn't been a single hurricane. Oh, there was a hurricane uh, back 70 years ago off the coast of California. Shouldn't even approach California, much less Baja or anything else on that side of it. Land and ocean temperatures. That did not cause the Maui wildfires. But as always, the Democrats have an out. The conservative media doesn't know how to attack it. They want to continue to focus on Hunter Biden or defending Donald Trump. It's like, oh, we got these guys all confused over here. While we're really taking over this entire country, people are going to own nothing by 2030, and the World Economic Forum is basically going to come in and own everything. Along with BlackRock and the rest of these, this is all about the big bankers. It's a sad sight. To be sure in Hawaii, looking forward to going there in November on the small island of uh, Kauai, but it's a sad state of affairs. Like, any one of these things can, can be politicized, and always to the advantage of the Democrats, because the Republicans and the conservatives have yet to fight fire, pardon the pun, with fire. 550-5500, that's 550-5500 if you want to go ahead and text in uh, here on this Monday afternoon. Glad to be here with you on this Monday, August the 28th uh, here. Uh, also uh, talk about in our second hour, the uh, Covidia seat. No kissing. Oh, the poor Spanish. I can't kiss anymore. Uh, country music as politics. We'll also get into the Dollar General, quote-unquote, hate crime that's going on out there uh, in uh, Jacksonville. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Hour two, just for you. 505 in the 505 with Eddie Aragon on the Rock of Talk. 1600 AM, KIVA, Albuquerque. Back in four. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. All right, 505 and the 505 here on this uh, Monday, August the 28th. Glad to be here with uh, you. Uh, UNC uh, shooter, I believe the he's Asian. I don't know. We always have to identify the race of a man with a gun. Is it the gun? Well, it's always the gun if a black person is holding the gun. All right, it's never the black person. And in the case of everybody else, if you're Asian, white, or Hispanic, they will identify the race. So apparently that's the way that it works. But we will cover race quite a little bit uh, here in this hour number two. I'll start with the uh, Dollar General uh, shooting uh, in the next segment. Uh, we'll also get to Covidiacy and uh, no kissing in uh, Spain, I guess. That's the way it's going to work uh, going forward. So... The woke mob is out there. They're attacking Jason Aldean. I'm not going to defend Jason Aldean or uh, what, what is the song? Uh, Try it in a small town. And then um, Lee Greenwood, he's out defending Aldean, saying uh, they're going after free speech. And, and they are. Like, this isn't a surprise. They banned you on social media. They're going to go after it. Like, they don't stop. They're incessant. They're obsessed with you. Okay. This is just about, hey, try it in a small town. Don't come to our small towns. It's about self-defense, you know, with values. People go to church. People believe in community. Everybody knows each other's name. You know, it's like, sort of like a small town cheers, if you will, right? The left is angry 
all the time, and I hate having to refer to them as the left. I will say that. I'm, I'm tired of that. The left, the right, the conservatives, the liberals, the Democrats, I don't care anymore. Right? They've all screwed it up. These people are so incredibly upset because, well, you know, we can't call out rap lyrics. We can't call out the black people saying all these, you know, violent things and, you know, talking about objectifying women or doing drugs or, you know, what went down in the hood. No, no, we, we're going to go after the white guy who's trying to defend himself because we should be able to rob him because he's had white privilege his entire life. This whole thing is based on fear. Like, Somehow, because these guys can get a hold of guns and defend themselves, they are a threat to us. <laughs> Wait, wouldn't the threat be because you are attacking us? The elites hate Jason Aldean. They hate this, uh, what's this other guy, uh, Richmond, north of Richmond guy? Like, I told you, don't go out and defend these types of people, right? He's going to make a buck. He's, of course, going to say he's apolitical. I don't like the left or the right. And that, that's exactly who this Oliver Anthony is. He's making some money. He's got 18 of the top 40 songs on iTunes. He's making money hand over. Talk about how the big guy is rip, ripping off the small guy. Red beard. Okay. Here's the thing that they're going after. They don't like it when the right unites in any way. And what's worse than anything is when the actual messengers aren't trying to unite the right. They're like, oh, no, I'm not either for the left or the right. Okay, well, now, now you got us. Now you got a bunch of people out there buying, oh, look at this, honey. Gladys, uh, have you heard that man, Oliver Anthony? He's really good. He's singing about our values, the rich men north of Richmond. Or, I tried that in a small town. Uh, you know they're going to, they're all about the money, they're all about the opportunity, you wanna, I want to be liked by everybody. See, that's the problem with not being cool, which is what conservative politicians, which is what conservatives generally are. They're not cool, they want to be liked by their kids all the time. Oh, look at this! Then no one's going to their sons like, um, have you heard this song there, little little Chris? You need to listen to this song. It's about my values, and it's a way I can relate. If there's any song that would really talk to you about who I am, it's try that in a small town or Richmond. North. Nobody's saying that to their kids. The kids like, come on, Dad. I got my Air Jordans. They're 250 bucks. You know, uh, Michael Jordan's now worth five billion dollars. Richest athlete of all time. That's what I'm. Right. You can't tell the difference between children or opportunistic wives or women. You can't. Right? They're always after the paycheck at the end of the day. Stop appealing. Stop simping for them. And if you don't know what the word simp is, well, then you don't know anything. Look it up. Folks, people on the right should stop trying to rally around songs or any other cultural underpinnings. They just should not do it. All right? The left can't wait for you to do this because they're going to find a way to exploit this whole entire thing. There's this thing going on in South Africa. Aldine's got a great song. Yeah, boycott this, boycott that, run your NASCAR stuff. It's great, right? I mean, everyone's on board. You, like it. you don't have to run around and say, well, you know, we just have to use the power of the purse. Buy the songs, boycott the things that aren't worth like, that, that. That's about as far as you go. But these politicians like Ted Cruz and Nikki Haley and... Carrie Lake like to run out and jump in front of this and seem like they're cool. They don't make anything cool. 
There's not a single conservative out there who's making something cool right now. Not one. In South Africa, they're talking about lynching farmers, white farmers. And they're getting it done. Same thing on its head. This is what's happening in South Africa. They're actually killing white farmers every single day in the South Africa with the exact same type of, 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 of talk, quasi-talk, that is in Jason Aldean's and this Oliver Anthony's type thing. But they're justifying it. Using it as a call to action. This is what they think that we are going to do. No one's going to do this. But this is what they infer is going to happen because they can only project what they know because that's how stupid the left continues to be. This man, Oliver Anthony, is just making an honest song. The right's trying to grab on to anything they possibly can because there's nothing, nothing left. We're just Trump 2016, Trump 2020. This man lives with three dogs. Is getting over his alcoholism. Writes some great songs that are very catchy, right? Gotta be sober, ain't got a dollar, right? Number one on iTunes. He's, he's got plenty of dollars now. But conservatives have come out and jumped in the middle of this and said, this is our anthem. Don't. Stop. Stop jumping on top of this. Matt Walsh, John Ridge, Carrie Lake, they're, they're all just, oh, yeah, you got you to listen to this. And is that really propelling things that's happening? No, we don't need to be told what's cool, what's not cool, what we like, what we don't like. If people really wanted to start picking things apart, you'd know that Richmond was the capital of the northernmost city, northernmost city in the Confederacy. Hey, think about that for a second. So stop oversimplifying things in the conservative, quote-unquote, movement. There doesn't exist one. One doesn't exist. It just does not. We've got to dig deeper and say just, hey, don't move off of this. You don't have to go anti-transgender. We already know where we're at. We don't have to go anti-homosexual. We already know where we're at. We don't have to go pro-life. We already know where we're at. Focus on the things that mean something to everybody, but we get caught up on these cultural things that we think they're going to win us. We, we, we Like 90% of the people out there, whether they be Democrat or Republican, are going to probably agree with you on these things. When you overemphasize it and you make it explicit and you jump onto a song or you jump onto these things that are out there, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's definitely me. Well, you're identifying yourself and thereby making yourself a target. Stop doing it. Just stop. Like it, jam hanging out with your friends, making an inside sort of Richard. You, you guys all used to listen to the Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor tapes that were, that were out there. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Hey, let's go over there and go listen to Eddie, Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor. You know, he dropped the N-bomb 100 times during the whole thing. Yeah, everyone's fine. Richard Pryor didn't care. Because you were just buying that stuff, and he was enjoying it. And, you know, he wasn't having a, one of those conscientious moments like Dave Chappelle. Oh, I'm perpetuating racism. We've got to stop these types of things altogether. Make politics about politics. Keep out of the realms of any forms of entertainment whatsoever. It's not going to change a single thing. It just isn't. In return, I want to talk about Dollar General, this fake racist attack that uh, they will play up. And, of course, it happened on the uh, Martin Luther King uh, uh, Memorial 60 years on. We'll talk about that, all the stuff that was coming up. We'll pick that up when we return here in the Kiva. 
Hello? Like a box of chocolate. You want a chocolate? You never know what you're gonna get. In Aragon in the Kiva on 1600 AM, The Rock of Talk. Unscripted, unfiltered, the big man is in the chair. Eddie Aragon now in the Kiva on 1600 AM, The Rock of Talk. 5.18 here in the Kiva here on this uh, Monday afternoon. Well, uh, this August the 28th today marks the 60th anniversary of the Civil Rights Movement's March on Washington for Jobs and Freedom, also known as the site of the I Have a Dream speech. Right? Content of our character. King's speech uh, marks the beginning of an irrevocable sea change and moral awakening that would leave racism in the past. Well, uh, apparently not so. We, we can't leave race. We, we love our racism. Can't stop talking about race. Hey, are, are you black? Wait, wait, are you... Are you white? Are you brown? Yeah, that's we're we're still there. Recent Pew survey on how Americans see the legacy of Dr. King revealed just how deeply we diverge in our conceptions of King's vision and its relationship with the present state of racial inequality. In the survey, fifty-eight percent of white adults said there has been a great deal or fair amount of progress. How about a hundred percent? If we're being honest with ourselves, we know that the race hustlers have gotten the better. End of things, because that's all they've done is like, well, we're not going to let you forget. You're still racist. You're white. You're still like 16, 19 prod, all this stuff that's out there, right? They're not going to let, like, if you weren't born during a time of racism, you're somehow still responsible for all the racists that brought you to this point, despite all the mixed marriages and the fact that nobody really honestly cares about race anymore. They really don't. Ronald Reagan, Republican, signed the national holiday into effect back in 1983. That's his birthday. Unbelievable. Here we are. You know, it's election season. We've got guns. We've got race. This is what the left runs on. And still, just like the Republicans, we don't know how to run on it because we're too worried about being cool. Three black people killed by a white gunman. Okay. Now, if there were three black people killed by a black gunman, nobody's going to say that. It's a, three black people were killed, and that's it. Not by a black gunman. The gun killed them, not a black person. We'll get to that in a second. Racially motivated hate crime, it was. I mean, there's no, there's no questioning it. Ryan Palmiter, 21, targeted uh, he's this Dollar General. Why'd he go there? The fact that he went to Dollar, is that where black people shop at the Dollar General? I got, uh, just ask yourself that question. Angela Michelle Carr, 52. 11 bullets. Jared Galleon, 29. Murdered. Okay. Water said Palmer allowed some people to leave the store at one point, some of whom were white, expressing preference. But authorities were still investigating that part of the shooting, according to the reports. He targeted a certain group of people, and that's black people. That's what he said he wanted to kill. That's very clear. Okay. He wrote it out, called his dad, all that. Suicide note, racial manifesto. Oh, we, we got a manifesto? What? I thought we weren't allowed to read manifestos. It was racially motivated. He hated black people. What? We, we know all this stuff right away. We got pictures, the setup. Was this, what was this setup? Did somebody activate this guy? 
He had a mask, tactical. Like, he was expecting to go in to apparently confront black people who were armed at a Dollar General. Okay? He actually posted a TikTok video while he was in the parking lot showing him putting on all the tactical gear at the time. According to uh, Sheriff T.K. Waters, he said the only people that were in uh, any jeopardy were people of the black persuasion. Police entered the building 20 minutes after the shooting started. Palmer locked himself in the office, texted his father, told him to break into his room, his computer for the manifesto. Oh, there's the manifesto's release. Release the manifesto. Show my motivation. Okay? And, of course, everybody in Jacksonville today on the uh, 60th anniversary of Dr. King. Oh, racism is not... Dr. King was a Republican. Let's, let's, let's go to that. First, nine people were elected into a Congress were black, were, were I mean, uh, that, that were elected, that were black, were Republican. But, you know, let's just forget all of that. We don't need to worry about any of that stuff. Let's make this about Democrats, Republicans, elections, race, white people hating black people. That's where, that's where we need to go. Jacksonville Mayor Donna Deegan. So the shooting in her city gave her a sense of personal failure. We have to create a place and space for all of us to see each other's humanity, for us to meet each other where we are. Okay, where, where, where are we exactly? People are angry, stunned that a white man would drive to their community to unleash that. So apparently their community is where only people who are of the black persuasion live. Is that not racist? Everything's racist, right? The Church of Oakland pastor, Christopher McKee Jr., the target of the college, the sacred ground of education, illuminates the hatred that existed in this person as an African-American community that has the deep roots in Jacksonville, but that reminds us that we're resilient, that with one another we can overcome this, we shall overcome. All right, I'm sure he'll raise some money. I don't mean to be entirely cynical, but just realistic with you. He's angry, I'm confused, but we press on. Racism lasts 60 years plus. Oh, okay. That really where we're going to go? Hey, folks, black-on-black crime could never have been higher than it was during COVID, during the time of Black Lives Matter. The only people that Black, uh, black Lives Matter didn't matter to was black people. They, they, the biggest mass shooting of the month, D.C. mother. Her son was gunned down on 16th and Good Hope Road. Appealed to young black men to put an end to violence in D.C. Tempe Satcher said her son, Bernard Hodges, had just dropped his children at her home to spend the night and stop by the old neighborhood on his way to his job at MGM. He was among five people shot, three killed, as they stood near 16th and Good Hope. Gang-related, black-on-black crime. People are still looking for the shooting suspect. Yeah, you won't find him. Thinking out him. Oh, no one's going to say he's black, right? Thatcher says she doesn't believe her son was the target of drive-by shooting. She wants a police presence there. Why do you try to drive the police out, Tempe? And as far as the manifestos, are we really reading manifestos nowadays? You might remember uh, in Nashville at the shooting manifesto. I know we're not going to release that. The transgender. The nine-year-old children, three adults, that were killed, the family of the person who killed all, all of them was a transgender person. Audrey Hale. They wanted to transfer the ownership of the manifesto to the families. And what are the families want? No, we're not going to release it. We're not going to put... No, but, but if it's everybody all activated and ready to go. Because we love ourselves some race wars, some race 
But let's, let's amp this up, right? Journalists, at least one state senator, gun rights organizations, and police and nonprofit all fought to have the manifesto released in Nashville. Nope, never, never, never did happen. Nope. Families of the victims who died in the shooting moved to stop the release of Audrey Hale's writings to the public. Supporters hoped a decision by Hale's parents to turn ownership of the documents over to the victim's family will lend their argument to withhold the documents for credence according to the AP. But no, not in the case of the stuff yesterday. If it's a white on black uh, crime, we are going to release it right away. Let's, let's, let's revisit what happened during COVID and Black Lives Matter, defund the police. We want more of a police presence. Everywhere I go in town here in Albuquerque, there seems to be a police presence or IPS presence. That's a good thing. Don't we want to see more police? I do. Feel safer, especially when things have been so dangerous. The lockdowns are supposed to have less murder. No, we had more murders across the country. Murders across the country during COVID when cities were set on fire, Minneapolis, Chicago, et cetera, et cetera, Kenosha, murders across the board spiked 30% in 2020 compared to 2019. That was during the lockdown. They went from 7,484 black Americans murdered to 9,941 in 2020. Why? Well, the Ferguson effect. Lockdown. White Americans make up 76% of the population compared to black Americans representing only 13% according to census data at the time. So how do they constitute a majority of the murder? Well, it's black on black crime. Okay? What needs to happen is we need to stop making this about race at all. Just because somebody put out a manifesto and had some real issues, this could have all been prevented with more of a police presence, as you suggested. But that's not what they wanted. They didn't want that with the Ferguson effect. Did anybody forget that? I feel, I feel like I'm the only one who remembers these things. You didn't want the police. At the police. Get rid of the police. There were swaths of America back in 2020, you might remember even here, in their support for Black Lives Matter, defunding the police. They didn't want them there. Cities answer supporters calls for removing portions of police funding, taking out patrols in places like Portland, New York City, Minneapolis, social justice movements, even trickled down to small cities like Albuquerque, spread to nearly every facet of America, stretching from every corporation, celebrities, everybody was out there demanding some sort of change, justice. And to what end? Well, more black on black crime, black lives mattered the least during this time. But how quick we are to jump on this. Why are we so excited to jump on this? Well, it's the news media, folks. I don't think it's you. I don't think anybody out there is looking for, well, white on black on well, black crime. There was a bigger murder scene in Washington, D.C. with four blacks killed by another black in D.C. Did we hear anything about it? No, we didn't. But we have to point out this ridiculousness so that there, we offer some semblance of balance at some point. So we don't follow the corrupt news media and what they're trying to sell you because they actually do want a race war. There's no doubt about that in my mind. So Dollar General, Ron DeSantis in Florida, in Nashville, in Tennessee, every place that seems to be turning towards the right, I want to turn it back towards the left. This is the easiest way to do it. Back in three. Live local liberty. You're in the Kiva with the Rock of Tom. Danny Aragon. The Big 
big show. Aragon Unscripted. Now in the Kiva on 1600 AM, The Rock of Dogs. All right, 533 here in the Kiva. Cofidiacy, it is upon us, folks. And uh, the fear is setting in. I've uh, already had COVID. I didn't take my oregano oil, didn't take my OSHA. I was in the middle of moving. Lots of other things going on, not getting enough fluids, you know, not getting good exercise, things like that. And, uh, hell, you get COVID. And there's, uh, I guess, a new strain to worry about. Um, good show on Saturday with Dr. Summers. Wilhelm Summers, we had a good time. A lot of apparently rave reviews about it, but um, hey, I don't know. I don't know. I don't pay attention to half my text that I get. You're welcome to text in if you like. It's the uh, five line, 550, 5500. We got another wave of COVID coming in. Just in time for fall, just in time for the elections. The new variant is called EG.5, called Eris. It's okay. the uh, offshoot of the Omicron and uh, doesn't appear to elevate the risk of severe disease, according to the WHO. So it does stand to kill more people than the flu, according to JAMA, the Journal for American Medical Association. All right? It compared death rates of COVID and flu patients. It found that, uh, well, you've got 450,000 potentially COVID deaths. Okay. Optimistic would be 55,000. Uh, flu kills 12,000 to 52,000. So even on the high end for the flu, less than uh, the most optimistic uh, versions of COVID at 55,000. But here we are. We're all worried about this once again. I don't want to get into the masking or the vaccine or anything, but... I will tell you about why you should not get a vaccination, right? We haven't been five years on this. You can't prepare a vaccination. I don't care what your doctors are telling you or your medical professionals are telling you. Now, COVID did kill more people than the flu does, but I think a lot of that had to do with the uh, REM venting that was going on. At the, the remdesivir, you know, admitted, and you get the venting and get an 87% chance of dying going into these hospitals. The flu could actually use more attention now than that it has been paid to COVID. Okay. The flu, after all, kills a lot of people, not as many as COVID. There's better treatments apparently now for COVID, but we're finding that COVID is basically a lot of fatigue. The symptoms are pretty light. I will tell you that COVID feels as if it just removed all of my energy, all of it. I, could, I couldn't get past it. Seven days, I was like, geez. Let's just go away. So this new strain, BA.2.86, the highly mutated variant, is spreading in uh, multiple countries, okay? Different uh, states as well. I had it in August. The CDC has uh, been tracking all of this. At least they can do that. They can't prevent it, right? It drove a, a large wave. There's 11 infections, infections, excuse me, uh, global virus in Denmark, Israel, everywhere else. Okay. Third wave, third person uh, contacted in Ohio. Uh, Cleveland Clinic had that. The state previously confirmed it was investigating preliminary detections on all this stuff that is coming out. So, take good care of yourself. OSHA, oregano oil, water, work out. You know, if you feel like you need to keep your distance in some weird way, I suppose you could. You can't prevent it. Best thing is to have a good immune system, you know. Good exercise, good sleep, good, good, good fluids, again, OSHA, oregano oil. I stress that. Now, I know they're trying to get everybody to get vaccinated. Please, please stop that. Just, just stop. 
not giving you medical advice, but don't get vaccinated, right? Not just the myocarditis, the sudden events that are happening, but there is a puzzling rise in cancer in people. They're calling it turbo cancer. And people who are younger than 50. Cancer rates have been rising for decades, but now with the mRNA COVID-19 vaccines, they've caused an emergence of something called turbo cancers. That's, I, I say that right, turbo cancer. It wasn't there, and all of a sudden it's everywhere, according to Dr. Ryan Cole, pathologist, CEO of Cole Diagnostics. He said in an interview to the Epic TV, and it's a very legitimate news organization. I like them quite a bit. Physicians are seeing multiple types of cancers in their day-to-day practices. Young patients, right, where you typically do not see cancer, okay? They said the increase in the cancer has been blamed on misscreenings, but it's not due to misscreenings, according to Dr. Cole, because young people don't get screened for cancer. They're increasing at a rate significantly above as what has been expected. Countless doctors, clinicians around the world have also confirmed this. Patients are cancer-free for years, but then after a booster, cancers suddenly start popping up, turbo cancer. What's unique about all these is they don't respond to traditional treatments. Things are highly mutated. The cells have been altered right to the bone marrow, and the cells aren't doing what they're supposed to do. They don't even know how to respond to these. Back in August of last year, the Journal of European Academy of Dermatology and Venerology Describe two patients diagnosed with diffused large B-cell lymphoma that develop from swollen lymph nodes following vaccination with Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine. COVID is survivable, folks. All right? You will survive COVID. You have a good immune system. I don't think that the vaccinations are going to help you. Okay? Not just prevent it, but fight. When you, you hear these ridiculous politicians like, oh, I bounced back so much quicker because I had the vaccine. No, you still got it. A vaccine is meant to prevent it. The study's authors in these uh, large B-cell lymphoma say that the cancers rapidly grow after vaccination with Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine urged dermatologists to pay attention to the lymph nodes that became swollen or masses near the injection sites. Not good. This is considered a common side effect now of COVID-19 vaccinations, swollen lymph nodes. Observed following immunization with novel COVID mRNA vaccines and other vaccines. A year after the vaccine rollout, researchers published a case report in the Journal of American Medical Association of healthy 39-year-old women diagnosed with vaccination-associated reactive lymphadenopathy following vaccination with Pfizer's vaccine. Six months later, she was diagnosed with invasive breast cancer in her right breast, the same side of the body where she received her vaccination and experienced swollen lymph nodes. There you go. Here you go. This is how they cause turbo cancers. And pay attention. The current COVID-19 mRNA vaccinations contain pseudoraline modified mRNA. Pseudoraline, I hope I got that right which attenuates or alters the activity of key proteins in innate immune system, impairing cancer surveillance. When activated, these toll-like receptors can prevent tumors from forming and growing. Two, vaccination alters T-cell signaling, 
that induces profound impairment in type 1 interferon and cancer surveillance. Studies show that getting multiple doses increases the level of a particular antibody called IG4, causing T-cell and inferion suppression, leading to an inability to keep cancer in check, according to Dr. Cole. Three, the shift of antibody caused by repeated mRNA vaccinations could create tolerance for spike proteins and impair the production of antibodies. The spike protein produced by the body after COVID-19 mRNA vaccinations will interfere with important tumor suppression proteins, including P53, BRCA1, and two tumor suppressor genes. The spike protein may interfere with DNA repair mechanisms, and the RNA from COVID-19 vaccinations may be reverse transcribed and integrated into the human genome, modifying your cells. Pfizer, Moderna, vials found to be contaminated with plasma DNA containing SARS-CoV-2 spike proteins will integrate into the human genome. The presence of the simian virus 40, SV40 and DNA discovered in Pfizer mRNA vaccination vials may lead to cancer. And finally, mRNA vaccinations may be triggering the release of oncogenes, which can enhance and inhibit cancer development and participate in cancer biological processes such as proliferation, invasion, metastasis, chemo resistance, and immune escape. All of this from your COVID-19 vaccination. According to the report, they knew. Who's they? Government agencies. Knew there were going to be cancers with the shots. They tried to cover it up, but the data continues to come out. The CDC is also supposed to report the morbidity and mortality rates. And when the pathologist diagnoses anything, he or she uses the diagnosis code, and it goes to the federal basis that's reported at federal tracking agencies. Those are increasing. They say that the data subset should be easy to find if agencies would report on actually what they have. Dr. Cole said we could see a statistical change in diagnoses in the past two and a half years since shots were rolled out. The question is, why are other governments around the world not doing this? So here we are, once again, trying to get you to do the very thing that they are not ready to do. Now, uh, if we're talking about a year from now, we're talking about five years since the rollout of the original vaccines, then I would say that we are at a point that we could consider the vaccination. Well, here's the problem. The flu, most of you survive. COVID, most of you survive. Okay? Will you have 100% survivability rate? No, you won't. But does that mean you actually go out and get a COVID-19 vaccine? No. We don't know in a substantial way, like, I don't know, polio or anything else, whether these vaccinations are going to prevent something from happening. That's what a vaccination is meant to do. These vaccinations and these updates that are coming out, like Javier Becerra is like, oh, get an update six times a year. Oh, okay. How often? What's the latest? What's the newest one? You cannot continue to put your body through these vaccination processes when they are not a actual vaccination. It's gene therapy. Back after a quick break here in the Kiva. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. AM 1600, KIVABQ.FM, Rock Winner of the Albuquerque Journal Reader's Choice Award for Radio Personality of the Year. Four years running. In Aragon, take your calls next in the Kiva. 1600 AM, The Rock of Dogs. Oh, you know that you are. 
making his mama proud. And shining like a star. Eddie Aragon now in the Kiva on 1600 AM, The Rock of Dog. All right, 548 uh, here in the Kiva. Stay tuned. Jesse Gilly is uh, up next live for his uh, third hour. It's been quite the. Uh, does anybody even know who won the World Cup for the women? <laughs> it was Spain. Uh, but you know that the, uh, the Spanish man committed a uh, sexual harassment penalty. Rubiales. Yep. Uh, Luis Rubiales. It's been all over the international news. Is uh, removed from his soccer duties for 90 days pending disciplinary proceedings. Okay. He uh, refused to resign from his soccer presidency. He's like uh, third in line at uh, UEFA. So the Spanish Federation had uh, threatened action against Jenny Hermoso. Like, uh, okay, here we Wow. Okay. So he decided to kiss this woman. I thought this was like Spanish custom, so I, I don't know. I, I guess it's harassment. I, I don't know what to say about all this, right? Some some guy by the name of Jorge Palacio, who's protecting the fundamental rights of Hermoso and defending the integrity of FIFA, ordered Rubiales to refrain from himself or third parties from contacting or attempted contact the professional player of the Spanish national football team known as Miss Jennifer Hermoso and her close environment. Oh. <laughs> Okay. They won the World Cup, all right? He reacted. I'm not justifying it, but I'm saying at least there's an uh, explanation here. He's the number three elected position at the top of the European soccer body. He gets three, I don't know, quarter of a million dollars a year plus expenses and all this stuff. And I start thinking to myself, well, what the hell is going on? Huh? Rubiales. Think of uh, Cuomo, right? You know, the unwanted act of kissing. Do not kiss me. Do not for Like, nobody can have romantic moments anymore. Man can make the first move. What? I mean, forget the fact that it's a soccer player, probably a lesbian, or a basketball player, probably a lesbian. Like, forget about all that. It's all sexual harassment. If the woman doesn't share your proclivity for orientation, meaning that she's heterosexual... Is it sexual harassment? That's the first thing that comes to mind. Like, I, I can go kiss a lesbian, and she's not going to think of anything because I know she's a lesbian. Did they know, like, is that going to come out and all this? That's the first thing that comes to my mind. He didn't ask permission. Oh, he didn't say if it was okay. This is considered a sexual assault. It's in public. Jenny Hermoso did not want to be kissed. Right. So much for Antonio Banderas. All the uh, surprise kisses. It, 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 was it flirtatious? They were celebrating. How about putting it in all context? Nope, 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 nope. We're not doing any of that. Yeah. There's apparently some motivation by any heterosexual man who is bald, who looks like he can handle himself. He's automatically sexually harassed. No, he wasn't going to do anything, but there you go. All right, now again, I'm not justifying it, but let's put this all in context. How about in the COVID-19 context? Maybe he was trying to infect her with COVID-19. He didn't, or didn't want that. I mean, there's all the French, the Italians, the Spanish, you know, all that stuff is out there. They've been kissing each other for years, okay? The form of, it's like a handshake, hugs, kisses, all there. 
But here we are, we, you know, we're exporting our values out of the United States. They used to have air kisses. People barely grazed the cheeks. He grabbed the back of her head, kissed her hard. They, don't they give two kisses? Like both sides? You know, I don't know how this whole thing works. Maybe that, that the ignorance is what's creating the assault, the sexual assault. This is crazy, folks. We've literally jumped the shark in all of this. So this man's going to lose his job. The context is completely removed. We've got to go ahead and justify it for an international body so that we can convince a public that this man was intending on sexual assault while he was there. It's crazy. This is all made-up news as far as I'm concerned, politically correct stuff. Just stuff that just does not seem to go away. If you want to keep this thing, if you want to say you're racist, if you want to say you're sexist, if you want to make up some sort of news, watch it there, find the confirmation bias, just like I started out the very beginning of the show, like confirmation bias. These independent journalists, you cannot, you must say that that man, when he kissed that woman, it was a sexual assault. If not, you're going to lose your job. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy to me. But there we go. More made-up news in this uh, era when we need to make the news say what we want to believe about ourselves. How different is that than, you know, what's going on with... You know, men and women nowadays, they can't even have relationships with each other. How's a man supposed to make a move? How's a woman supposed to accept a move? How, how is that, you know, everyone's all about villainizing the other sex, the other part. It's amazing that we're even be able to propagate the species anymore. Men and women aren't even going to be able to have any sort of relations. Like, we're getting to that point. Gotta, oh, I need to write her a letter before I decide to ask her out on a date. Or, like, you know, there's some sort of... Sort of extraneous, extraneous. I, I'm worried about my children having that children. How are they going to go about doing this? They're going to have to be hyper aggressive, and hopefully, they strike upon something that's going to get them a little bit lucky, <laughs> right? In hopes that they're going to find a woman who might be accommodating. Absolutely crazy. But uh, here we are, and this seems to be the prioritization. We got a lot of news to get to tomorrow. I'm going to cover it. Cover today, uh, Trump Super Tuesday. Republican debates, uh, the Hawaiian fires, catching up on the uh, you know Dollar General shootings from uh, over the weekend. You know the, the news media playing it up the way that they want to. The Covidiacy, country music is politics, and of course no kissing. But uh, all in all, folks, you know really you have to find unbiased news. And how do you do that? Find a man, give his opinions about things that are factual and questioning. You know I think we're all sort of questioning our sanity at this point. I wonder if we're even going to have an election in 2024. That's where I'm at with everything. So, until tomorrow, I appreciate everybody uh, tuning into the Kiva. Thanks uh, for entertaining me for the uh, first couple of hours. Jesse Kelly is next. We got Phil O'Reilly. He's live. Kelly is, uh, of course, live. Uh, look, Clyde Lewis is back. We've got a lot of good things uh, that are happening uh, here in the station. Thanks to all the advertisers who make uh, all your listening possible. Thanks to the people who support the radio station. And thank you for listening to AMC Theater. It's 505, Rock of 505, with Eddie Aragon on the Rock of Talk, 1600 AM, KIVA, Albuquerque. Back in four.